Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I am Aaron Stump. This is a face mask rare errand um, surprise run edition. I'm leaving the house. Goodness, hasn't been too often for going to a store or anything. Um, and so, hooray, I get to record a podcast episode. And I realized, so we've been in Chapter 8 talking about um, termination checking for recursive functions. And uh, I realized there was a topic I kind of wanted to talk about that I hadn't touched on yet, which was um, for a lot of tools out there, like type theories and things like that, type theory tools like Calk or Agda, um, whatever you know, termination checking you're doing, at some point you decide, I want to support lexicographic ordering. Okay, And I want to say a little bit about this. So first of all, what, what are we talking about? Well, it's like, say you've got, let's just say you have a function that takes in two arguments. And, you know, say you're just thinking of simple structural uh, decrease of your arguments. Well, that means, right, that every time you make a recursive call, you're supposed to make it on a structural component uh, of the starting input. Now, it can happen... And I'm definitely, sorry, I'm not going to be able to manage to come up with a quick and easy example, even remember a quick and easy example as I go here. Um, that's going to be beyond my uh, barely operational Iowa type theory commute skills at the moment. Um, so but it can happen that if you say you've got a function that takes in two arguments, you can be in a situation where, let's say the first one, it gets smaller in some of your cases of your recursive function. But in a couple of cases, or one case, or whatever, in some cases, it doesn't get smaller. It stays the same, and the second component gets smaller. Okay? So, um, the lexicographic combination of orderings is the ordering that says, well, you say you, this is ordering on pairs. I mean, obviously, you could extend this to tuples, finite tuples, or whatever you want. But say pairs, okay? And so it says, if you've got two pairs you're going to get smaller, you get smaller in this ordering if either the first component of the pair decreases, and then we don't have to say anything at all about the second component. Just as long as that first component gets smaller, then the pair is getting smaller. Or else, that first component stays the same, it doesn't change at all, and the second component gets smaller. Okay? And um, it's pretty, you know, that's not like immediately totally obvious fact that if you have two well-founded orderings, that is, two orderings that, that cannot get smaller forever, and you combine them lexicographically like this, then it's, again, well-founded. And uh, so that means, like, say, for example, I've got pairs of natural numbers, and I'm thinking about ordering the natural numbers by the usual strict natural number decrease. So from four down to three. Well, the lexicographic combination of two, you know, two copies of this ordering is again going to be a terminating ordering. We can't get smaller forever uh, in with pairs of natural numbers if if when either if as we go get, get smaller, either the first component gets smaller or else it stays the same and the second component gets smaller. And it's it actually again, I apologize, but I can't <laughs> I'm not going to be able to come up with or remember um, simple examples of this kind of thing. Uh, so, but it does happen, you know, fairly often in practice that you you find you would sort of like to do this. You'd like to have your termination checker know 
that if that's the behave recursive structure of my function, then my function is terminating. And um, now, the, so that's that's the idea of the lexicographic combination of orderings. It's always about, you know, strictly speaking, we're talking about combining two orderings lexicographically. Okay, so you've got ordering A and ordering B on your first and second component of your tuples, and then you put them together this way. So um, the thing I kind of wanted to say about this is that uh, it seems to be not super well known that you don't, um, this kind of termination can actually already be handled if you can support sort of um, recursion at a higher type. So um, what you do is you break your function that's recursing on pairs, you break it into an outer and an inner recursion. The outer recursion is, let's see, now I gotta get this right. The outer recursion is recursing on the first component of the pair, and the inner recursion is recursing on the second component. Okay, and so in other words, instead of having just a, sing a single recursion on pairs, now we're gonna have two, we're gonna have a nested recursion, nested in the sense that I've got an outer and an inner recursion. Okay, um, and so everywhere that your first component of your pair decreases, you're gonna make a recursive call, an outer recursive call. And everywhere your second component decreases, you're going to make an inner recursive call, and that inner recursive call won't have the option to change what the outer, the, the, the first component of the pair is, because that inner recursion is already sort of locked into a particular value of the first component, but that's fine, because in the, uh, you know, the setup in this lexicographic ordering is that the first component um, isn't changing. So nested recursion will let you simulate um, lexicographic recursion. Um, and another tiny little connection I want to make as on my first stop on emergency errand run, not really emergency, but just stuff's got to get done here, uh, is there's this connection to the ordinals um, up to, I don't know, at least up, up to epsilon zero is like way plenty to make this connection. Um, so uh, let's see, I have to pause myself for a minute here. So ordinals, as you perhaps know, uh, extend the idea of sort of the, the counting, or, or sorry, not counting, the ordering character of natural numbers, they extend it into the infinite. And so the, the sort of starting point for that is to say that there's this number omega that's strictly bigger than all the usual natural numbers. Okay, so you get this ordering where if you're at point omega, you can decrease down to any natural number you want. You can shoot down in your ordering. And then you sort of extend after that. So once you've got omega, then you have omega plus one, omega plus two, and it's, it's like you're continuing counting up from omega in the usual sort of way. And what's a hint sort of above that? Well, it's uh, omega plus omega, or let's see, it's important not to screw this up. I forget if it's omega times two or two times omega. The uh, various operations on ordinals, um, the, usual, the ones that are usually defined are not commutative. So <laughs> uh, omega plus one and one plus omega are different. And the two times omega and omega times two are also different. Yeah, weird stuff, as you know, happens when you go infinite. Anyway, uh, so, but, you know, and I, I, my ordinal knowledge is obviously kind of rusty here as I fumble through just telling you about this. But 
I, the thing I wanted, to, the connection I wanted to make with lexicographic, lexicographic combination of orderings is that with ordinals, um, so say you had a pair of natural numbers. Okay, I feel confident enough that I can get that reasonably right. Say you have a pair of natural numbers and you have this lexicographic ordering on these pairs. Okay, so your pair, you can get smaller if your first number goes like from five to four or something. You're, and the, notice something I should have said a minute ago. What's cool about the lexicographic ordering is as long as that first number goes down, the second number could explode. It could reach some astronomical value as long as that first number goes down. Um, and that's the sort of flexibility that can make it easier to um, to prove your function is is, is terminating. Um, so anyway, so the interesting thing about ordinals is for expressing this kind of lexicographic decrease, they basically can do that because, so again, say you have a pair of natural numbers like A and B are the two natural numbers, okay? Now we can convert this lexicographic combination of the natural number ordering um, uh, on pairs AB, we can convert that into an ordering on ordinals. What we do is you say what we're thinking about. We're not thinking about. Um, you're just, we're going to take my pair. I'm going to take my pair of numbers and convert it into a single ordinal. Okay, and the ordinal I choose is omega to the. Let's see how does this work. Um, omega to the. Oh, I think I could just do omega times a. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Right. Right. Yes, I think if I say omega times a plus b, omega times a plus b, I think that works. This is all pretty standard. I'm sorry, I don't remember it better. Omega times a plus b. And the idea is then, so that a component, if a goes down, you're going down by an omega quantity. That quantity is big enough to cover any natural number increase in b, right? So if I, if I have omega times 5 plus 3 or something, and I go down, um, the ordinal notations are kind of like, I don't know, it's sort of like complex numbers or something. You have sort of two components, or actually you can have multiple components. Um, so we have omega to the A plus B. That's, that's kind of the, the shortest way you could write that um, ordinal. And uh, so if A goes down, you're dropping that ordinal quantity, omega to the A plus B, by an omega amount. And that, in other words, like by infinity, if you want to say it that way. And so B could shoot way, way up as long as A's drop down, omega to the A plus B um, is going to go down, right? Because you've lost a whole omega quantity of your number has, has disappeared when A went down. And so B could go up as much as it wants. It can't go up an omega amount, okay? Because it's just a natural number. And so that sort of decrease on ordinals, omega to the A plus B, is, um, is a way to, to describe this lexicographic combination as well. Um, okay, I think that's all I have to say right now about this. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Again, my uh, podcast posting will be amazingly unreliable and unpredictable right now. It's just whenever I happen to be driving around by myself in the car, which is pretty rare. Okay, hope you're safe and well wherever you are. Take care.